Welcome to the Creating a Stronger Faith and Family podcast, hosted by myself, Jenny Hunter, an Advanced Certified Faith and Family Life Coach. This podcast is dedicated to helping you strengthen your faith and family relationships through practical tips and advice, inspiring stories, and engaging conversations. After working with hundreds of families, I bring my expertise and personal development and my deep faith to each episode, providing insights and strategies that you can apply to your own life. Whether you're a parent struggling to raising your children, a spouse looking to deepen your relationship, or someone seeking to connect with God on a deeper level, this podcast is for you. So if you're ready to take your faith and family relationships to the next level, join me for creating a stronger faith and family. my friends. How are you today? Thank you for being here. I just love this community. You know, I hear from a lot of you and how some of the things I say resonate with you, or sometimes it doesn't resonate with you, which I love to hear both. And I just love, like, this is such a supportive community. So thank you for being part of it. And thank you for learning with me and teaching me just with kind of how you are seeing things. I am really, really thankful for you. And I just want you to know that and feel that, that I know that you um, have investment of time with me today, and I appreciate that. It doesn't go unnoticed from me, and so I just want you to feel that. And I hope you are doing well with um, the spring. You know, it was fun just at our house. We um, it was Taylor Swift here in Tampa, and we had four of our girls go. And my um, one daughter, who is on a mission in Italy, she goes, you know, mom. I, you know, she's almost done with her mission. She goes, I, I've, I've missed a lot and I'm sad about, but this is the one thing I'm really sad about. And it was just so fun to see my four girls play on their outfits, their excitement, um, their joy of being together, going to this concert, uh, you know, my sweet little 13 year old to my 23 year old, like almost 23 year old, how much they love and adore each other. And, um, not that they don't fight sometimes, but they really just have such a beautiful friendship. And John and I were the Uber drivers taking them down. And it was, the show was watching the people go in. I mean, it was, I got, I love people. I love how their excitement. Um, and it was just fun. And so I, if you had a T-Swift moment, I see you, I hear you. And we had our T-Swift moment. So it was amazing. And, you know, it kind of leads into what I'm talking about today and something that I am so passionate about, and it is siblings. And, you know, if you know me, um, you know that I literally adore my sisters and my brother and that I do really view them as some of my greatest gifts that the Lord has given me on this earth. And it has been fun to see the culture in my own family, my small family of my six kids. And, you know, like when um, their brother came out, um, he's the oldest. And then I have the five girls and how much, how much they minister and loved on him and how, um, they are honestly the best allies out there of, because of how much they love their sibling. And so I think siblings, you know, they're, you think about our sibling relationships, they are the relationships that we will have the longest, even more than our spouses, because, you know, they are before and after us. Right. And, um, you know, there's so much research done on other relationships and they've just now really cracked open um, the sibling relationship because it's kind of been a sleeper indicator of 
healthy adults. You know, they there's this uh, Harvard study that they've tracked these people for I think 60 years, and they were shocked to find the ones that were doing the most healthy emotionally and like looked at their lives in a positive way, all had like healthy relationships with their siblings. And so there are longest sibling, longest relationships, which means they could be fraught with like lots of things, right? There is lots of reasons why the sibling relationship is difficult. You know, it could be past hurts, um, kind of the culture you were raised in, um, competition. There's, you know, you think, look at your siblings and you could tell me the list of why it is hard, but don't just let yourself stay there in the heart. Like I'm going to give you some tips and I'm so excited. We're going really deep in this and my community lift it together um, this month where I'm really teaching a really in-depth workshop on um, sibling relationships and the dynamics and how to improve them. And you don't go into this topic thinking every, the family culture needs to change or my siblings need change because that doesn't work. And so what I teach you is how you can shift some of your thoughts and actions so that you can like create a better relationship with your siblings. Um, you know, they call it the hourglass relationship where, you know, you spend a lot of time together in the bottom and think about in the middle of the hourglass, it's thinner, you know, when you're raising kids and getting married, it's less. And then as you get older, they find that you need more time and you depend more on your siblings. And it's fun to kind of start seeing that in my family too. Um, you know, and we, we get asked all the time, my sisters and I, like, first of all, who's your favorite sister or, um, like, how are you guys so close? And just because you're born in the same family doesn't make you automatic friends. You know, to make these relationships lifelong friends, it really takes work and commitment. And, you know, if you look at just the nine of us, I think we're a great um, example of people becoming friends and being close, even with different personalities and strong personalities. Like, um, you know, we're nine women and my brother who are opinionated and stubborn, just ask our husbands or wife and like who each have like lots of busy in their life that comes with their life. Lots of kids. I mean, we have 38 kids amongst us and all the things, most of my sisters work. So there's many demands on our time. Um, so we're very different, but I, we would all agree that we are each other's best friends and these friendships really just didn't happen because we were related by blood. It really started with our parents teaching us that these relationships will be one of our life's greatest blessings. Like um, my dad, I, I have such strong memories of him saying over and over again, like you have these sisters because you girls were best friends in the pre-existence and the Lord gave you the gift of being in the same family. And so I was like, oh, like, you know, who knows if that's true or not, but it was a really good framework for me to view my sisters, the story to tell about why I am related to these people. And, you know, in fact, when we were growing up, my parents, you know, we didn't have a curfew. We, um, there was very small rules. They were really, um, they, they parented from a lot of trust, but boy, <laughs> there was nothing that we got more punished for than if we were disloyal to each other, especially in public. Like if we put friendship above our sisters or we hurt our sisters feeling that is when the rules came down and the punishment came down. So as the years went by, we really did continue to like, look at these relationships and honor this gift of each other in each other's lives. And that was like by putting the effort to be part of each other's lives. And that meant not just for the good times, but also the bad times, you know, um, 
I really think, you know, we have this law in our um, uh, law of consecration, it's called in um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's a law basically where you kind of give everything you have to um, help other people or to build up the kingdom of God. And um, it's a covenant we make in the temple, actually. And I really believe the law of consecration starts with each other and with your family. And my parents were really good at modeling that for us. And in fact, like you would almost take all of like our, our families, the individual families, right? And you will look back in our time. And there was some point where all of us lived with each other at some point, either, you know, job loss or selling a house or whatever, you know, whatever circumstance. And so sacrifice really comes in emotional, physical, and sometimes financial investment into each other. And it's complicated as adulthood, right? The sacrifice sometimes seemed harder or more needed as we have grown into adults. So I want you to know though, but I promise you that any sacrifice that I thought I was giving to one of my siblings um, was well worth the investment because um, first of all, the Lord always blessed me to double coming back. And it really did contribute to my mental health and happiness. And my sisters and my sister-in-laws really, um, these are relationships make me a better person and they enhance not just my life, but they enhance my husband's life and my children's life. So I get many returns by any investment or sacrifice I make in these relationships. So you probably would agree creating a stronger bond with your siblings is work, um, but it'll be the most, one of the most important works you will do on this earth. And then if you're like, oh, that's great that your parents did this and that you've continued, but it's too late for us. No, that's false. It is never never too late to start cultivating stronger bonds with your siblings. I promise you. So if you're in the parents zone, teach your children to prioritize these relationships. Like, um, you know, many times, in fact, we just had one with two of my daughters where they were not treating each other well. And we sat down and we talked about the why. And it was so interesting to me when we like did it in a very safe way that neither one of them felt attacked. Um, but hearing how most of it was miscommunication and the story they were telling about each other was completely false, right? And that is really usually conflict in any relationship. It's the stories that we're telling, what we think the other person's thinking or their intent is not usually aligned. So if you're a parent, it's time to like start teaching your child to like prioritize and that these relationships are important. But if you're an adult, put the past behind you and realize like I could start anew. Investing in any relationship, no matter your age, will always give you a more abundant life. And it is one of the few things that we take with us in the next life. So it is a investment. It's more lucrative than investing in the stock market, I promise you, investing in relationships. So I'm going to give you um, four, actually three things that I do. But um, like I said, if you feel like this is an area you want to increase your skills in, join me this month and lift it together. And you have to find how to join it. You just go to liftittogether.com and you could join me in the community because um, I'm going to give you real applicable things to do and patterns to think and really the skills and the tools and a system to help you no matter where you are at in your um, relationship with your siblings. Okay. But these three things will be a good start for you. And it's a good framework to start of looking at applying it into your life so that you can bless your life in a more beautiful way and your siblings life in a more beautiful way. Okay. So the first one is learn to appreciate your differences. 
you know, one of the greatest lessons I learned growing up with so many sisters is that I don't have to be good at everything. In fact, I learned early on that our unique gifts is the plan. My differences, my weaknesses, and my diff- and my strengths, that is part of the plan. And the awareness of this, of seeing like nine siblings being really good at very different things gave me actually more appreciation for my own gifts and ability to love like my friends being different from me and seeing the uniqueness as part of um, the beauty of how the Lord created the tapestry of his, of his um, children. And when you really start not making their differences a problem and saying like, how is their differences amazing about them? How, how does them being good at that bless me? How does them being good at that teach me? And not making it, because what our brains naturally do is somebody's really good at something, we usually weaponize that to make us feel crappy about ourselves. Like, oh, if I could only be as good as my sister Shelly is and planning parties, right? And when I let go of that story and be like, I love that Shelly plans parties so amazing. I'm going to learn from her. I'm going to ask her. And she's a great resource for me. Then I dropped it. Then I didn't, um, I dropped that tool to weaponize against me, right? And I really got to then enjoy her differences and really get created that like full appreciation and the delight of who they are. And it makes me feel so grateful that um, our heavenly parents gave his daughters such different gifts for different purposes. Like none of us need to have all the gifts. Like we don't need two of Jenny Hunter in the world. We need like fully me and fully you. And we just need each other and the willingness to like share our gifts, you know, I understood early on, like the collective of our sisterhood is one of the greatest gifts that we give the world. And when we learn to focus on each other's gifts instead of each other's faults is when we really see the true magic of sisterhood, a much more abundant life of being associated. So look at your siblings. And I would even, a great exercise would be like, how are they different from me? Make a list. And usually... (laughs) or sometimes making that list of how they differ from me, you would be like, and this is a problem because I want you to be like, how are they different from me? And this is amazing because, and start creating evidence and seeing their differences in a very different lens. And what's going to happen, the the fruit of this exercise is when you're around them, when those differences come up and in the past, they might've annoyed you, you're going to have a very different energy around it. And you're going to be like, Actually, I love that they're so unique. I don't, we don't have to be the same for me to love and appreciate her. I just have to learn to appreciate the differences. And, and usually like the, the things that are bugging you about them is probably some of their differences. And that's usually how Heavenly Father created them to be unique in the world. And so focusing on why their uniqueness is amazing and how it's blessed your life and how it makes them amazing this is going to help you if you have a sibling who's very, very different from you, have different gifts, views life differently. You're going to start seeing it in a very different way, in a much more empowering way. Okay. The second thing is investment. And like I told you, like sometimes it's emotional investment, sometimes it's um, financial investment, um, but it's really comes down to investment of time. Um, everybody gets the same amount of time. The only difference is how we spend that time and saying you are too busy is a choice. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Saying you are too busy is a choice. It's not a fact. It's a thought. It's a choice you keep on thinking. So if you're thinking we're too busy to have a relationship, they're too busy. 
that is what you're going to create over and over again of no relationship. Um, you know, my sisters and I, when we were entering marriages and adulthood, we realized that we couldn't, or we're not going to be rooming together in college anymore or sharing the same bedrooms. And how are we going to maintain our relationships? Um, and we realized it had to be investment of time with each other because we don't, all of us don't even live in the same state anymore. And like I said, we all have very super busy lives, have busy callings, busy money, kids, husband, family, job, right? And so we decided for us that we needed to create um, something in our life that we would do annually and that make it a priority for us to spend that time together. And so for the last, I think this year is our 33rd year, um, we have taken a sister trip. And um, we did invite her brother in the beginning, but I think he was like, no, you go. <laughs> he was not very interested in that, but he did create a brother-in-law trip for a while, but they're not <laughs> as consistent. I think it's just because girls plan things and men don't always do that. But we every year have taken a sister trip together. And, <clears throat> you know, your brain probably right now is like, oh, sure. You guys all have money to do this or have time. No. <laughs> I promise you, it doesn't take a lot of money. In fact, some years we went camping, even though, although that is not our favorite. And we have a lot of stories about cockroaches and things. The sister who planned that keeps threatening she's going to plan another camping trip and we are not campers. So you can get creative. In fact, this year um, we talked about it and there's a lot of financial stress on many families. And so they're coming to my house in Florida and we're having a long weekend there. Um, it really is just you're going to make it happen. If you think you're going to make it happen, you make it a priority and a commitment to it, then it is a priority in your lives. And how we did it is, um, and there's many ways. I, I love hearing all different ways sister trips do it. And ours is just a little bit different, but we made it like if you were nursing a baby, a baby could come. But other than that, no kids, no husbands, because then you're the wife or the mother. And we wanted just a trip that we were sisters in. And when my folks came, we were alive, they came with us too. And that was really treasure time with them. Um, but we really just discovered that really, I mean, we've done it everywhere. Like we've done it, New Mexico, Utah, Charleston, Florida, like, like 33 years, right? There's a lot of trips, but we really have discovered that the location or activities don't even matter. In fact, if we do too many activities, we could play because we're like, we like to nap. And so like, if we do too much, we don't have enough downtime to talk and to just connect. Um, so don't feel like you have to have this like five-star amazing vacation. It really is just the activities together. Time is the, really the most important element part of your trip. Time to laugh, time to talk, time to cry. We have found time with each other to be one of the best things we could do for our mental health. It made us better wives, better mothers, better women, and better disciples of Christ. Um, so that time invested, I'm getting emotional because it has been such a gift and such a tool for my mental health um, that it's just been a beautiful, I, I, we treasure those days together. Um, and I've taken some trips with my sister-in-laws and same thing, same result um, where that time together, where we take from our lives and it's a sacrifice It sacrifice our husbands and our children, but Oh, the rewards, like, like I said, it makes us better wives, better mothers, better women, disciples of Christ. The investment of time together um, is really a beautiful thing. Okay. So, and you know, like start with maybe dinner once a month, right? Like if you can't do trips, start somewhere, start with a zoom call. If you're all um, like when we did 
um, you know, in COVID and we had um, Zoom church, we called it Zoom church, Birch church, because, um, and that was, we love that where like hearing some of my, we would do, every family would do a different sacrament and hearing my, some of my um, nephews and nieces give talks was, I still treasure that to the day. So you, it just takes a little creativity, but don't let finances or distance um, limit you from investing in time with each other. Okay. Okay. The last one I'm going to talk about is grace. Um, learning to forgive and give grace is essentially, is really essential to creating a strong sisterhood. We are humans and being humans, we can say and do a lot of stupid things. Um, and everybody has different stresses on their life. Everybody has older resentments, old stories are going through a tough time and learning to give grace really is a, almost like look at the stool of like a great um, sibling relationship. It really is grace, um, investment of time and appreciating them for where, who they are, for their differences, for where they're at. You know, I remember having a conversation with one of my sisters and telling her how guilty I felt about a period of her life. I didn't like how I showed up and I wish I had been like really more aware and helpful for what she was going through at that time. And Oh, like she gave me such a gift. She showed me so much grace in her response. She said, I just always believe that you gave me your best. And I think that thought gave her a feeling of gratitude for me when I wasn't showing up as my best. And it was probably true. I was probably giving my best when I look back on it. Like I, I didn't know any better and I was, didn't probably know how to show up. And I think that thought, I just always believe that you gave me your best. If you could apply that to situations where you have some continued hurt today, if you could really, you believe that like they, I just, I'm going to choose to believe that they gave me their best. That will be such a gift for you. If you could really believe that and see evidence for it. And I try to think that thought whenever I'm disappointed in one of my siblings, I try to think they are just giving me their best. We all go through ups and downs and sometimes we need to be given grace and sometimes we need to give grace. Uh, grace is something that only blesses ourselves when we, you know, I just, this weekend, I went, last week I went to lunch and dinner with two different people and I realized everybody's struggling with things like all the time. And we just got to keep remembering that people are trying to do their best. Um, and I've also found if you live by my husband's favorite quote, always err on the side of being generous. It will always give you the best result in your sibling relationships. I promise you that you will never regret being generous in your words and your praise, and most importantly, in your thinking about each other. Um, if you focus on those three things, appreciation for who they are in the world, looking at their differences as um, really beautiful and how they make the, your world unique and how they bless you, investment of time with each other, um, really how can you spend more time? How can you have more shared experiences with these siblings? Looking at them as a worthwhile investment of your time. Being busy is a choice. Remember, we all have given the same time. And where are you putting your time right now in your relationships? Do you need to increase that, that investment of time with each other? And then also giving each other grace in your words and thoughts that your relationships will really become blessings in your life. And like I told you, one of um, the many tender mercies that God has given me in this life is the fact that he blessed me with six children and seeing like one boy and five girls, you know, I was born in one boy, and nine girls. So it's really been fun to see 
kind of the legacy continue. And I can't tell you how much joy it brings me to see them continue that legacy of strong sisterhood. Um, you know, seeing them plan and how like they know things about each other's lives before I know it. I'm so thankful that they will have each other in the ups and downs of life and that their life will be better because of their um, sibling relationships. Um, your life will be better if you start investing in this. You need your siblings, your siblings need you. And let me put a caveat. There is some situations where some, you just, it is abusive and you need to just be complete in that relationship. And that is totally healthy. And, you know, there is some situations where you need to have some, um, set some really strong boundaries. Um, but even if you're in that situation, giving yourself time, grace, and seeing their differences in your thinking towards that person will benefit you because you're the one who feels the anger, the dislike, the resentment still holding on to it. And if you could, even if you're not going to spend time with your siblings, but you could find that grace and that love and see how they gave their best, that work, spending time of really being careful how you're telling the story of that sibling will bless you today and will help your mental health. So like I said, we are going to go deep on this in the month of May. Um, so if you want to join me, I would love to. And if you're hearing this after May, you get, when you join my community, you get, um, I always keep the workbooks and the workshops up. So you could go back and invest in this time because this is one of the things that you, one of the relationships you will take with you in the next life. So at any time, it is no, no, no small thing to invest in a sibling relationship and it will benefit you in this life and in the next life. So what better to spend that time of investment and um, trying to recreate a healthier story. So thank you for being with me today. I love you and I appreciate you being here. Where have you found the support that you and your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have helped hundreds of families learn how to create stronger relationships. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for you. Please come check out liftedtogether.com. You will coach with me in a one-on-one -on -one safe private space. You will also find hours of content that will teach you the practical tools on how to make your faith and family stronger. So when you are ready to thrive in your faith and as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. 
you will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.